0: it's summertime it's that time of year hot girl summer we're all you know creating a lineup of sorts when it comes to the men in our lives or even if you are already taken uh I think our next guest Dr. Tara can help you out there too she is a relationship and sex expert her and I jump right into it and get into how to have a safe and healthy fulfilling sex life and All the connotations that go with women and really asking for what they want. Uh, It's a very interesting conversation full of some really good information and some tips. So uh, hopefully y'all can get inspired and maybe uh, use a few. We'll see. Hey, Slay Nation. We are back with another bomb episode. I am super excited to introduce you to Dr. Tara. Um, she is honestly, like, (laughs) I can already tell we're going to be really good friends. Uh, She is a sex and relationship expert. She's been seen on women's health, health, like, uh, what is it? Cosmopolitan, all these other places. And I really wanted to bring her on because, you know, it's, it, it is the season, y'all Tis the season for a collection of lineup of men and women. And, you know, we just want to make sure that y'all are having a successful, fulfilled, safe sex life. Um, and we want to be able to kind of talk to our lovely friend here about ways we can go about doing that, especially if we're still trying to figure out our lineup and we just audition in these lovely men.
1: <laughs> so um,
0: Dr. Tara, please, please introduce yourself.
1: Hello, everyone. Uh, I love Slay Nation. That's amazing. Slay Nation.
0: <laughs> it's it, it's hey, what we call them. <laughs> uh,
1: it's Dr. Tara here. And um, I'm a professor uh, of sexual communication and relational communication at Cal State University Fullerton. My sexual communication textbook is actually coming out next month. So I'm quite a nerd when it comes to researching and reading research uh, on sex and relationship Uh, and I'm also a relationship coach here at uh, Love Bites and uh, a podcast host for Love Bites as well where we explore sexual wellness and sexual explorations. Um, My goal with you know when I coach people when it comes to like sex and relationship is whatever that makes you happy whatever that makes you happy. I'm not like a traditional therapist that's like, oh, like, you know, let's get you this. Di- like, let's get you, you know, um, a monogamous boyfriend. Let's get you married. Let's make sure you're mentally stable to have kids. Like, I personally go with whatever your goal is. If your goal is like, listen, the next two to three years I'm building my business, I do want like a somewhat stable friends would benefit with a good friendship and a good relationship with them, but not necessarily trying to like, you know, get married or have kids anytime soon. Um, How can I go about like doing that? Then I coach you through different steps to get to the goal that makes you happy. So that's why when you were like, let's talk about this like summer, like hot girl summer. And like, you know, are we lining up our dick appointments or are we exploring one person or are we exploring a couple of different people? Like, what are we doing? Whatever it is that you want to do, as long as it makes you happy, you go girl, like you do you, right? Oh my Uh, goodness.
0: I'm so excited for this dang podcast. I think this is going to be so much fun. Um, yeah, so, I mean, like, okay, let's break it down. Let's break it down. Um, what exactly we're looking for? So, let's talk to the women who yeah. are auditioning these men for a lineup to yeah. see if maybe during cuffing season, one of these people yeah. actually makes it, right? Um <laughs> One of these people actually makes it. Um, and There's a little, can you tell there's like a hint of sarcasm in my voice? Uh-huh,
1: <laughs> uh-huh. I'm like, you okay, Heather?
0: I mean, like, you know, it's rough out here in these streets. Oh, dating is uh,
1: tough. Especially when you're like in your late 20s, early 30s, or in your 30s as like a successful like go-getter woman is actually hard. I've, I have a lot of clients in this demographics and actually all my friends are in this demographics. Oh my and goodness. Okay, speak I to see, that. Speak to that. Yeah. Yeah. I can see how dating uh, brings like a lot of exhaustion and disappointment Um, in particularly this demographics because you know what we're not in our early 20s anymore we're not just gonna go with like oh you know this person's so attractive like let's date let's you know and then I'll try everything like I'll drive all the way to you all the time to do this or I'll like pay for your dinner multiple times or like I'll help you move right (laughs) and I'm saying all of this shit because I did it when I was in my early 20s (laughs) yeah literally because I feel like I was always slightly more mature than like my boyfriends so like I had a boyfriend where I drove like I drove him around you know like where and then like just losing all my time developing myself right Mm -hmm. but then approaching my late 20s I'm like fuck that I'm not doing that I'm focusing on myself I'm growing I'm flourishing I'm a happy successful woman but then that's like everyone every woman that I know in my life is like that and now what you know, now I, and now that, what? Like, I'm 34. Now what? Like now, what? Right? Yeah. I mean, I feel really lucky because my I met my fiance on the plane, so I can't be like talking shit about online dating because I didn't even like find him online dating. <laughs> uh, I accidentally sat next to him on the plane, but I do have a lot of clients and I do have experience uh, when it comes to online dating, which is the premier place where people meet nowadays. Right? Oh, Are you gosh. on, on uh, dating apps?
0: Okay, so. <clears throat> A little quick background, I know Slay Nation, if if you've been listening for a while, you kind of already know the answer to all of this, <laughs> you kind of already know the answer to all of this, Um, so I, uh, it was like super, super into relationships, and I mm. would like, I was in like a really long-term relationship, took a year or two off, in another two years relationship, took a year off, in another two-year relationship, right? And then I got to like my mid to late twenties and I was like, yo, there's something wrong with like me in the fact of like who I um, am attracted to and why I choose to stay with these people that mm-hmm. I know, like I end up finding out are not correct or not right mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. in what I'm looking for. So I took like a solid amount of time off a good, like five years. And I was just like, I'm going to do me. I'm going to, you know, build my business. I'm going to finish grad school. I'm going to do all of this stuff. Um, and it was wonderful. Just kind of like what you were saying. Mm -hmm. And so I had never tried dating apps until I moved to LA, which was about a year ago, right? Because I was like, I was always out and about. Mm -hmm. I never really Mm -hmm. saw the need for them. But when you move to a new place and it was after the pandemic and like, you know, it's weird. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna hop on these dating apps. I tried Tinder, uh, Bumble and Hinge. Those were the three. I was like, I feel like those are a variety enough of like what's happening Mm-hmm. um to get a little taste of what this dating app world is like tinder was a joke actually it was so funny um super super funny uh i got just more laughs out of that um oh, i have wow. never seen so many crotch shots and i'm like really guys like <laughs> i can't i mean like your face has to be pretty too i mean oh, no <laughs> i'm not like that at all but um and then i tried bumble bumble was cool like uh, but like it, it was not as like user-friendly that, and it wasn't like I like the equal playing field of like men and women being able to like talk to each other whether like on Bumble it's like mostly like women just reaching out and making that first move and blah 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 which is fine there's nothing wrong Bumble with that but was I like founded by a woman yeah yeah and that's why like that kind of happens right because they're just yeah. like oh you know we're we want it to be on your terms 100% yeah. agree with that. But I kind of missed the factor of like being hit on sometimes. And then me yes. also hitting on somebody like there was an yeah. equal playing field. So I ended up actually really liking hinge. And I'm still on hinge. Um, but I am like, my friends will tell you, I am the pickiest person. And it's not picky <laughs> as in like, you got to look like this, you got to have this job, you got to make this. It's not that at all. It's like, I'm busy. You got to be supportive. I, I am definitely career driven. You cannot be intimidated by my strength. You have to, like all of those types of qualities. It has nothing to do with the money and the mm-hmm. status and the blah, 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 blah. I really could care less. Um, mm-hmm. It's more of like, you know, values and character uh, characteristics and what's important to you. And are you passionate and blah, blah, yeah. blah. Right. Um, so dating apps and I were cool for a little bit. <laughs> And then I got real sick of them, um, because it's just like, I don't know. i'm I feel like I just cannot get a good read on a person through a dating mm-hmm. app. and I'm definitely like an in-person
1: person. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, that's very inconsistent to all of the re- research about online dating and my like professional coaching um experience is that women, I mean men too, but mainly women are they have online dating fatigue and online dating fatigue is a real thing it actually affects your mental ability to do other tasks let's say you do spend like the morning uh like 20 minutes on a dating app uh Throughout the day, you may feel like distracted and tired if you're not having like a good, that like 20 minute good session in the morning, right? Like, let's say people just responded to your questions in a very like blah manner in which yeah. happens a yeah. lot. Because yeah. like when you look into research, people are so sick and tired of texting each other back and forth, back and forth. And it's all like mainly, not all, but mainly just really um, superficial stuff yeah like, yeah oh so like have you been oh have you been to um Santa Barbara oh yeah like I heard it was nice you wish like where yeah, are like, you
0: from like you, yeah. what do so you it's, do it's just, and I'm like oh my it's god it's the same so thing
1: right like I have a client uh, a female client who like actually has all of this the answers in her notes on her phone Oh, smart just and Paste. yeah she would just copy and paste because efficiency like, I love it <laughs> they all ask the same thing and it, it sucks because you know dating Um, in a way, it's supposed to be exciting, right? It's supposed to be fun. I see it as a (laughs) job.
0: Like, I see a lot of women who are like, oh my God, like, I have friends that are just like, oh my God, dating, like, isn't it fun and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, who the hell are you dating that is fun? Because... I'm out here and this is like, this is like a part-time job, homie. What are you talking about? It is.
1: It really is. Yeah. Like you think you can like have fun and be flirty and d- dress up and b- get taken out. Um, and sadly, you know, in the recent, like five to 10 years, it's not been like that, especially the last five years with like, covid and everything because during covid people weren't able to meet face to face so they would go on dating apps like try to connect with a lot of people and then like try to facetime but then when you facetime you just realize it's a meh like there's no connection there's no chemistry so dating online dating fatigue is real however when people ask me like well let's say i don't want to do online dating anymore like i'm done i don't want to do online dating where can i organically meet people Uh, I always ask, do you have a particular interest in something that it would be cool that your potential future partner also has this interest? Uh, One of my clients is like hiking. I love hiking. I personally go hiking twice a week. Right. And I said, and I'm like, I'm not like that, but you do your same. So (laughs) so good for you. Um, And she, then I go, how about join a hiking group? Like People in thirties in LA or like entrepreneur, LA entrepreneur, hiking, hiking group. And she's like, that's a, that's a brilliant idea. I have no idea. I don't know why I never thought about that before. And I said, yeah, you know, sometimes we're just in our world. Uh, And when a third party, like an outsider tells you, how about try this? You just didn't think about it before. Uh, So she did. She tried going on those. Like, obviously, the first time she made a couple of friends, like nothing. And then she just kept going. Um, And I think the third time she met someone that she felt like very interesting and engaging, uh, a little introverted, but she liked that. uh, And she asked him out yeah so he's a computer engineer um kind of yeah yeah he's nerdy he's introverted but like very smart and when someone like start talking to him he'll talk but he's too like shy to like talk to other people so they have been now dating for one, two, three, three months they've now been dating for three months uh met in this hiking group so now they would go hike all the time with the they have like a dog Um, not they, like he has a dog. So they would like them and the dog would go hiking all the time and they would drive to places that are a little bit further away, like two, three hours to go hike. Uh, And it's just beautiful. And it's just beautiful, right? So to me, it's like, it is, it really is. To me, it's like, maybe it is more work to put yourself out there in actual spaces and talking to a bunch of real life people, maybe it is more work, especially if you're an introvert, because it, it you have to use expend a lot of energy. If you're an extrovert, I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, uh, but if you're an introvert or if you are yeah, like if you're a social introvert, even like it it is more work than just sitting at home swiping left and right. Uh, it you have to. It's so like, address boring. Things go out and meet people and sometimes it's like people that are like you know mildly interesting but then you know like if you just kind of keep going and you do you right uh, she liked hiking anyway so if, if even if she didn't make any friends she would be hiking right so Ooh, I said the fun. same thing uh, yeah I said the same thing with the girls in my life It's like how about go do something that you're really interested in and when you go to meet up or like Facebook groups, but even meetup, there's a lot of meetups in LA. If you're in LA, there's tons of meetups. If you're in other big cities, I 100% guarantee there's tons of meetups. If you're in a small town, a little bit more difficult, right? Like I'm being realistic Mm -hmm. here. If, If you're in a small town, it's a little bit more difficult. However, one way that I've seen my small town girls have met people in real life is working at a coffee shop not like becoming a barista, but like take your computer and go work or study at a coffee shop. Um, And when you do feel like, you know, an interest, an interesting energy approaches you, you have to be able to take initiative and say hi. And that's the hard part for a lot of, I would say, um, more introverted women, uh, which is, you know, 50% of the world yeah (laughs) right it's a lot harder like you know I'm an extrovert so to me if I was at a coffee shop even if I'm not like hitting on them or anything I would be like yo I like your shirt you know it's easy for me to strike a conversation uh, but I completely understand so here's a tip if you're um, a little bit shy or if you're introverted uh, you can always um, ask like uh, what'd you order well that looks good what did you get Uh, What'd you order? Um, Because yes, I know it's still like, still you have to initiate the conversation, but this is a good practice. Like, what'd you order, right? So it will start like, oh, you know, cappuccino, like, and some people will continue to talk. And I demonstrated this multiple times on my own, just talking to people. And it has worked like beautifully. I have tried, I've experimented this many, many times. Like, what'd you order? Uh, Sometimes I'm in line, Um, And then after I order, I go up to wait, I strike a conversation with the person next to me, what you order. Uh, And sometimes people will tell you a whole story, because sometimes they will just say, matcha, and then pop like ends, right. Mm -hmm. Uh, But most of the time, I will say 90% of the time, they will ask you back, what you order, or they will tell you a story, for example, Oh, I ordered a matcha, um, quit drinking coffee two years ago. I feel like I'm becoming too addicted to coffee. And then you can kind of, you know, bounce a conversation. Go from of there. That. Yeah. yeah go from there. That's so what awesome. You order is really good. Uh, if you're like at a communal table or like, you know, you can always like put down your computer and stuff and then like just what you order. Uh, it's the least like, there's almost no steak involved, right? It's low yeah. steak. It's very, very low steak. It's very uh, low steak. Yeah, it's not what like if, I like your shirt or like it's not it's not too invasive. It's just like what you order.
0: Yeah, it's very casual. Um, okay, I try. do have a question. Okay, so we kind of talked about like meeting people a little bit. Yeah. I kind of want to like see for our women who don't have a problem meeting people, right. but take it to the bedroom. And I mean, I know women and men both are on this topic. It's a little awkward the first time Mm -hmm. or the second time. Um, So it's like, how do we kind of break this awkwardness? Because I know that there's also sometimes where it's like you do meet somebody and you totally vibe and then you take it to the bedroom and it actually vibes there too. But -hmm. then you're just like, why is that like my one in like a million times this actually happens? (laughs) (laughs)
1: that's a great question I mean think about for women right think about it for hundreds and hundreds of years we were taught not to be sexual like of course when whenever we get into a sexual encounter it's awkward like we were we're programmed to think don't be sexual even if you're not thinking it forefront in your mind it is deep down like because it's it is it's so ingrained hundreds of years right even when we were a teenager like as girls uh our parents and the society tells you like don't have sex don't be sexual because sexual women are like bad women untamed women they're not maritable, they're not girlfriend material not wife material we were taught this since like young age right so um obviously it's gonna be like awkward for a lot of us but here's like two practice that I typically do for myself and I tell like all my clients and my followers to do is one is sexual affirmations. And I do this every single day now because it's so ingrained in my uh, habit. I have a habit of doing this every morning. So after I brushed my teeth in the bathroom, uh, I would just look at myself and I'm like, you know, you're an amazing lover. Oh, you look so sexy Yes, Like whatever it is of the day. And it sounds silly, but there's so much research in positive psychology that shows how effective positive self-talk is. Our brains are like supercomputers. You keep telling it every single day, one thing it will remember uh, and it will manifest somatically in your body. So I have done this for like, over two years now. So Mm -hmm. I know, I know I'm sexy. Like, I know I'm great at sex. I know that when I, you know, get into a sexual encounter, I'll have a pleasurable fun time. And I know that my partner will too, whoever it is. Um, But I've done this for so long. Before, I was very sexually anxious. I didn't even let my partner go down on me for like years and years and years. Oh, you're missing out. (laughs) I know, I know. Now that I'm allowing my partner, anytime, like, (laughs) to go down on me, I'm realizing that, the anxious girl that I was, was not serving me well. And I think this is a place where all women can realize that sexual anxiety is normal, but it's not serving us. Mm. So we have to work on getting out of it, right? We have to work on getting out of sexual anxiety and really flourish sexually. How can we tell ourselves enough times until we really believe, that we are sexy, that we are sexual beings, that we are great lovers, you know? Uh, so sexual affirmations is something I do every single day, in the morning, in the bathroom. It takes me five seconds, but I tell myself every single day uh, that I feel sexy. I am sexy. I'm a sexual being. I know I'm a great lover. And I just do that. Sometimes I move too, because so somatic- <laughs> Yeah, like I'll just do that. And I do it enough times that now I like truly believe in it. So I highly recommend all women do this because we need to be telling ourselves because the people that we have sex with are not going to, you know, every time be like, oh, you're such a great lover because people are hesitant and apprehensive when it comes Mm -hmm. to sexual communication. And I've done lots of sexual communication research to know that people don't sexually communicate you know, and as much as maybe you enjoy the experience, you're not going to tell that person like you were so good at this ABC or like, I love it when you looked at me like that, or like you were, that was an amazing experience. Like people don't say that um, as often as they should. So you really should tell yourself that you're a great lover um, before relying on external validation.
0: Yeah, so that kind of actually brings me to my next question about sexual communication and Mm -hmm. how to effectively have that when you're out there playing the field. But also, like, how do you have that when maybe things are starting to have a serious feel to them?
1: Yeah, that's a great question because uh, it's two different, like, communication scripts, right? So if you're just kind of out there, like, you know, playing the field or just like experience actively dating, if you're out there actively dating and you are someone who uh, is down with casual sex, uh, I would definitely be more upfront with like, you know, uh, I'm into like, you know, for the, for the next like year or so, this is kind of what I'm into. Like I'm into casual sex right now. I'd love to have you in my life as a friend, but like, you know, that's kind of what I'm into right now. And I would also communicate during sex like here's what I here's what I really like or do you want to go down on me um or you know oh can you finger me before we you know Mm -hmm. you have to kind of instruct your casual sex partner because they don't know you very well um you have to instruct them like oh finger me first right yeah or like go down on me they're not gonna know no, they're not going to know. And men, when they're excited, they just want to move on to penetration. Mm-hmm. But for women, if you literally just kiss for like two minutes and then penetrate, your vagina is not even ready.
0: No, like there's it, there's blood, a buildup. not rushed there.
1: <laughs> right, yeah. It's not, it's physically not possible. So uh, I would, like, if they were, you know, starting to like t- take their face like, or uh-huh. starting to like move into position, I would say like, oh, whoa, 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 like, can we kiss more? Can you go down on me? I would instruct them. And I know it sounds like very demanding, but in that moment, when the guy is so hot and turned on by you and the the interaction, uh, you asking them what you want is actually rated very sexy and attractive. So research found that people who communicate what they want, what their sexual desires is perceived as attractive.
0: Mm. so it pays it pays in both ways
1: (laughs) yeah 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 so instead of you know being shy and like not 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 wanting to thinking like you don't want to be instructing people you don't want to be demanding shift that perspective to like oh no a woman that knows her body and what turns her on and what gets her aroused and tell the person they'll tell the partner is an attractive woman right Mm -hmm. so maybe shift the mindset to like it's okay and just start slow like maybe know what you like like let's say I'm a finger kind of girl Mm -hmm. so I usually ask um, my sexual partner can you finger me first Mm -hmm. yeah and they're usually oh yeah they think it's hot right because then I come through fingering then Uh I'm ready for penetration like the uh, penile there's steps there's steps there's to steps. get to certain yeah, points, yeah. <laughs> and there's steps for everyone. So for some people, they want to be, you know, um, like one of my clients want to be like kiss and lick on the back of her neck mm-hmm. because like kissing and licking, like kind of making out with like her neck and her mm-hmm. chest makes her wet, like makes her mm-hmm. very ready aroused. Uh, but 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 before we even get here, a lot of I have to tell you, a lot of women don't know what they like.
0: Okay. Yes. Yeah. I have, I have been surprised by, by some okay. of my friends where I'm like, wait, what? You didn't girl. You, okay. All right. Let's sit down. Let's have a cocktail. Let's talk about this. Hi.
1: Like, do you like making out with tongue? Like with a lot of tongue?
0: Yeah. Example.
1: Right. Like a lot of people like don't even know and they can't verbalize it. Like for example, Heather, do you like making out with tongue?
0: Um, I would say it's like a middle amount of tongue. I've had like too much tongue and I'm like, okay, we need to, we need to slow down. Um, And and I'm like, retract all of that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Let's
0: make it about a quarter percent of what you're doing. Yeah. Like,
1: yeah. Like, like 50% tongue.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh Yeah. But I'm also like a lip biter. I'm also a lip biter. So, but I mean, I mean, I have never had a complaint, I should say, about my kissing technique. I've always oh. been complimented on my kissing technique. So I am love a good it. kisser. Slay, slay, slay,
1: slay, girl. Uh, I'm a biter. That's why, that's why my page is called Love Bites. It's really personal oh, to me. Oh, that's so cute. I love giving love bites. Like to me, it's hot seeing a bite on the man's body the next day or later that night that I bit them. Like to mm-hmm. me, it's like my mark of like sick ownership <laughs> right <laughs> you're like in which for really me it's, it's just in... like that was fun wasn't it like and yeah, then that's like, exactly. it's like little
0: reminders during the day yeah
1: but even that like from now on ladies like you know ask yourself ask your friends like what kind of kissing do you even like for example I had no idea that I actually like like 10% tongue only until my current partner who does not like tongue uh and we so even we, we have like the most amazing the best sex I've ever had in my life um Shout out. our kissing being sexually is, fulfilled is amazing it is so amazing and people ask me all the time like why are you always so happy i'm like because i'm fucked good <laughs> just <Yeah>. saying <laughs> just saying yeah that's what, it's it's all the it's natural it's all the oxytocin and serotonin and mm-hmm. all the good hormones but uh basically um, he didn't, I didn't know that I only like 10% tongue. Like, so in the past, wouldn't have had boyfriends that were like 80, 90% tongue, I had no idea that that was a turn off until like I'm learning more about myself and I'm journaling the kind of things that I like. Uh, So that's a good practice too, is journaling the kinds of things that you like so that you are ready to communicate to your casual partner. Now let's switch to people who have been dating for a while. Let's say you've met someone, you've been dating them like three months, six months, even a year, even two years, Uh, but like early dating. Early dating is typically conceptualized under two years. Uh, I would have a sexy check-in like every month, a sexy check-in every month. Um, every month, I would ask my partner, um, how are you feeling about our sex life right now? Right? Uh, or okay. From one, to, from one to 10. How are you feeling about our sex life right now? From one to 10, right? And sex, sexual wellness, it's very much dependent on things that are going on in our lives at the time. So I want to make sure that we're both generally sexually happy, um, no matter what kind of stressors and health issues are in at the time. So for example, you know, when I asked my partner in back in um, September last year, I was extremely sick. I was in the hospital for multiple days. uh, And afterwards, there's a lot of recovery. So I asked him, like, how are you feeling about our sex life right now? Right. He's rating it about 6.5 out of 10 yes. makes sense because yeah makes we're not sense. having we're sex not having and, it right and usually like when I'm not when we're not having sex for example if I have like period or cramps or whatever then we would like exchange something right like he would, yeah he would like uh, finger me or go down on me while I uh, like give him a hand job or a blow yeah, yeah, job, yeah, yeah. right? But during that time, I was sick. So it's totally understandable, but it allows him to speak up. It allows him to feel empowered in a relationship to communicate sexually with me. Um, a lot of times I think men are afraid to be, bring up sex topics because they don't want the women to feel offended by it mm. because a lot of women do feel offended by it yes that's just facts like when they bring up sex you feel like so what's wrong what's wrong yeah. with me nothing well the parents. same could be yeah. said for men though yes 100 percent. and that's why so on my tiktok like it's the misogyny is real but on my tiktok <laughs> I would do like a video, like, you know, uh, the happiest couples, and this is huge research. I mean, like based on 10,000 people's sample size, uh, research found couple, the happiest couples talk about sex, have sexual communication once a week, once a month, whatever, but it's in their relationship repertoire. And I will get a ton of comments from men on TikTok. Oh, if you do her well, you don't need to talk. No, that's like, false. It's so gross. So gross. Like, yeah, I'm that's so I'm false. That I'm just so gross. I was like, I, I have I on. have been in situations where I've
0: had sex and it was horrible.
1: Okay. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I'm like,
0: you somebody
1: has not told you what is up and it tells exactly. like and it shows. <laughs> it shows. Like, you know, I'll just blow her back out. There's no need to talk boo. Like i'm like okay i'm like so mental note no no sex with you (laughs) no exactly i think it's men like this that are like that are tainting like women's dating experiences like oh yeah are you know bad communicators that are narcissistic um that makes women going out on dates with them feeling like damn dating fucking sucks right right Um, so I, I do think asking the sex questions early, um, even if you've been dating for two, three months, like just ask, how are you doing? How are we doing about our sex life? Like, how do you feel, right? Or from one to 10, how do you feel about our sex life right now? That's my question. And please take it. Please just use it, you know? Yeah. Um, how, how long, However long you've been dating, ask this question. It's so important because it allows the relationship to have that room for sexual communication in the future.
0: Yes, exactly. And here's the thing too, that I kind of want to point out to uh, people is the fact that um, you don't have to be the woman playing the field to have this conversation. You can have your one or two people that you're talking to, or that one person, if you're a person that like does one person at a time, um, that's totally fine. You can insert this dialogue into that relationship so that You can see how comfortable people are about talking about it, but also to maybe you yourself or you inspire your partner to be a little bit more comfortable talking about it because it's clearly not talked about enough.
1: <laughs> exactly. And that's an amazing point, Heather. It's not just about that particular like relationship. It's a practice for you, a practice for them. You can get to learn more about them and their perception of talking about sex. You may inspire them to be asking other people in the future or tell their friends like, hey, this girl asked me this, like so so interesting. Like, you know, maybe you'll inspire like a ripple of positive sexual communication in your community, like whoever you're related. Exactly. Like, and you
0: remove like the taboo-ness that is then put on that by like years and years and decades upon decades of like you know, social, cultural uh, freaking pressures that are put on like women and even on men exactly. in some aspects. And, you know, if exactly. you kind of just start that open dialogue, I think you're going to see a lot of positive change. Uh, yeah, you think, yeah. I mean, I, I would hope so.
1: <laughs> Dude, you will one. I guarantee you will see 100% see the change because in my last relationship, I did not do this. Um, And in this relationship, the current relationship that I'm in for a few years now, I have been doing this consistently. Oh my God, the amount of communication and open-mindedness and security and connection that we have is mind-blowing. It's insane because I open up the floor. I was the person started talking about sex and asking him how he feels about sex because he's introverted and he's not going to be the person that does it right so I started doing this because I learned in my research and reading that you know speaking about sex is very important in a relationship yes. so I started speaking about sex like literally like one month in you know like even when we, were, we, we didn't have sex I was already talking about sex but the asking the asking like how are we doing sexually Um, I asked, I asked like one month in and I consistently ask this question, even though we've been together uh, a few years, because Mm -hmm. it's so important to me that we are both reminded that sexual wellness has to be a thing, has to be a priority in our relationship.
0: That's a damn soundbite right there. Sexual (laughs) wellness is a thing, people. (laughs) <laughs> oh
1: my it god. It's 100% a thing. And as much as like a lot of women might want to deny it because we were taught to like not value sex as much, um, because again, remember, like when we were teenagers. Oh, it's it's, it it's like a total, trophy,
0: right? It's like, oh, I don't want to be a trophy, or oh, like I'm not going to sleep around, and do this, and like, look, granted, I, I mean, I still have a little bit of those feelings, but I, I think for me, it's like it's just because I'm not going to sleep with just anybody. I'm not a casual sex type of person. Right. I mean, and there's nothing wrong with those who do, and nothing wrong with those who don't. I mean, it's just not exactly. what works for me personally. Um, yeah. but like. I'll also, it's like, it's, it's like one of those things where, you know, and I don't know if you have those people or you hear those people. Cause obviously, I mean, you're a doctor, so you talk to a whole bunch of people. Um, but it's almost like when somebody kind of talks to me, it's like, oh, sex is overrated. I'm like, ah, oh, it's cause you haven't had good sex. <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah. That's my theory. Uh, although I do believe that the importance of ha- the importance of sexual wellness for a person does vary. Mm. Um, some people, it might be like moderately important. Some people, very important. Like it's very important to me, right? Yeah, person. that's in true. Person axis, it was just moderately important, which is fine. And then also there's cases of like asexual people. Yeah. That is not important at all. Right. Yeah. But then again, like in that case, you should be communicating that in advance because it's kind of like you're trapping people into to be in a relationship with you thinking like, you know, that sexual uh, connection is an option when it's not. So yeah. if you are asexual, if you're like sexual attraction is at zero, like you experience zero Nothing. sexual attraction, you should be upfront with people like, Hey, I'm, I think I'm the ace spe- spectrum. Like I think I'm asexual on the ace spectrum. Uh, Because I think that's fair, yes. Because an asexual person meeting another asexual person can be in a great romantic relationship based on no sexual activities. There
0: you go. I mean, right. So everybody is different. What I really want to like wrap up this interview with is because it would be irresponsible for me to talk about all of this and not talk about safety. Mm -hmm. Um, So safe sex, whether you are casually having sex. whether you're in a relationship or not, what are some things that we need to be talking about when, before we have sex at all with our partners? Because especially if you're out here playing the field and that kind of stuff, like nobody wants some grossness.
1: Mm -hmm. No, um, I actually did this and my friends will know, uh, I asked them for a test.
0: Oh, you know, you're not the only person I know that does that.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm a pretty upfront person. So I would be like, uh, I'm really attracted to you. Uh, and I do want to have sex with you, um, but I would like you to get tested. Uh, here's my test. So I typically offer mine first. And then it's kind of like based on reciprocity rules right that mm-hmm. like when you offer something people typically feel obligated to offer something back yeah so you don't know, usually just ask them without offering mine I would just say like hey I'm so attracted to you I'd love to you know get together and you know fool around or have sex or I want to have sex with you tomorrow um, can you send me get a tested here's, here's mine yeah yes so,
0: and then, I then where say- okay so I know that there are people out there that are like, oh my God, but those tests are like so expensive. I got to go to my doctor. I got to do this. Okay, so what are some options? Because I'm a full-fledged believer in this practice, people.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, If you have insurance, uh, these tests should be free with maybe co-payment of $15 to $30, depending on what your insurance is. If not, you can make an appointment or call the closest Planned Parenthood to you uh, and go to Planned Parenthood to do that. Um, if you're dating someone who is also, you know, very hesitant to do it for some reason, I think that's a big red flag. Mm. Uh, Like if they're like, why? Uh, Then you can, you know, be like, well, because we're both dating a lot of people uh, and I want to be safe because my health is my priority and here's my test. So I would love to see yours. And if they are still like, so against it I would say that this person is not worth the time exactly you're so sexually attracted to them you will be sexually attracted to so many people
0: oh my gosh right okay that's normal that's normal
1: yeah however you know like for those that are not into tasks (laughs) um, like if you're a woman that are like well what if like I'm really in the moment I just want to go for it of course always use the condom You know, it only takes that one time to get something. And I mean, granted, if it was just something that can be treated with with antibiotic um, like chlamydia or whatever, uh, then that's like lower stake. But it only takes one time to get something really serious. So I would 100% say like a condom is a must. Um, and of course, if you're on birth control, um, uh, yes, I to, especially now after Roe v. Wade, Wade. Like, exactly you definitely yeah. want to be on birth control or a different birth control form that, uh, that you are familiar. That you feel with, safe. Yeah. About. Yeah. Because I have, I have a student cause I teach in college. So I hear from a lot of people. I have a student that does her temperature every day to measure her, um, like preg- pregnancy viable yeah
0: wh- yeah like yeah or ovulation because it, isn't it like if you if you are like running a higher temperature you are probably ovulating or something like that right
1: right so I'm I'm not educated in the the temperature um method of birth control uh but there's it's lots there's lots on the internet that you can yes. google if you want to like go with that route uh I was on a birth control pill um so I felt like pretty safe when I was casually having sex with people um and I mean I'm a like when you were like I'm not a casual sex kind of person I'm I'm a casual sex kind of person so I definitely wanted to be on the pill uh to make sure yeah um other than that you know um there's the one in the arm um there's also various different kinds of like medication because a lot of people tell me it's um, what's the word? It fucks them with their hormones.
0: Yes, yes. I would ask
1: the yeah. I would ask the doctor like, "Hey, this kind like I literally had no period for um, this amount of months. Like, what's wrong?" Or you know, I I definitely think that there is one kind that will fit you. Like I found mine on a second try. Like I was on one thing before and I didn't like that. It made me very crampy, and then I got on a different one in which worked well for multiple yeah. years. So I would try different ones if it made you feel shitty. But um, I always recommend being on the pill because I did and I feel like it was safe for me. And of course, a condom. And don't feel ashamed to be a woman with condoms. Remember Samantha Jones when she went to, what was it, Abu Dhabi? And like, she like opened her bag and the condoms fell everywhere. Like, yeah, it's cool to be a woman with condoms. I think, honestly,
0: I think it sets a standard. Yeah, it's I'm like, OK, I respect myself enough like you ain't we may be doing this, but you ain't doing it like with nothing on. Are you kidding me? Right. Like I have enough right. self-respect for myself. No, no, no. This is not right. how this is working. Um. So, I mean, those are definitely some avenues. And if you are on the So Slays website, we did do an article about I think it was like 15 to 20 different types of birth control that are yeah. available to you but we only know about five. So go to that article and yes. check it out and see, maybe, you know, there are some things that you probably don't know about. There were things that like, I, I had no clue about, uh, and I actually interviewed a doctor for this. So there's some yeah. pretty credible, credible information in there. So definitely go check it out. You can go to the Sociuslays Slays website, go to the article section. You can type like types of birth control or 15 types of birth control. I think the title was like 15 types of birth control. Why do we only know about five? Um, I'd love to share
1: that on my Instagram. I think that's so valuable.
0: Yeah, no, I would definitely, I'll send it to you. And it's just, it's, it's just to let you know that you have options. So um, just to wrap it up a little bit more, where can people find
1: you, follow you, get in touch with you? Yes. So everyone can find Ms. Slay Nation can find me on my website, lovebites.co, L-U-V-B-I-T-E-S dot C-O, lovebites.co and all of my socials and work is on there.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Tara. We have learned so, so much. Fun. I am so, I, I really think we're going to have you back on, but until that time, thank you so much. I really enjoyed our conversation and Slay Nation. We will catch you later.
1: Woohoo!